Okay, so good morning, beloved. Today we're going to, uh, because some of y'all, um, I couldn't record the last meeting, uh, part two of hearing how did Jesus hear the Father's voice. Um, so we're going to, we're going to just uh, go over that again. And um, okay, but what I'm going to do is for, uh, I'm going to do part one and part two together. So we kind of get like a whole gist of everything. Yeah. Uh, so you remember when Chris Blackaby was here and he brought a teaching called the six, uh, the 30, 60 and 100 fold. Okay. And that teaching was really awesome. He was talking about a 30 fold church, a 60 fold church, a 100 fold church. And the 30 fold church always persecutes the 60 fold church. The 60 fold church sort of always persecutes the 100 fold church. Okay. And uh, today I'm also going to be talking a bit about uh, five fold ministries, you know, and uh, um, the Bible uh, is all about, I told you about, um, you know, when God appointed the fivefold ministry about the prophets, the evangelists, the teachers, the pastors, and I showed you from scripture that how they have all one purpose is for the building up of the body. Okay. That's the predominant purpose. Like the minute you came into and you became a son, every church's responsibility in whatever position they are is actually to build you up as a son. So that then sons can go and do what they were called to do. Okay. To destroy the works of the devil and then you can be of benefit to other you know your environment around you but sort of sometimes church becomes a community and to do charitable things and that's fine it's amazing like you feeding the poor and doing all of these activities but it shouldn't take take away from the number one uh what the foundation that is supposed to be laid out is building you up in your sonship okay and that's why today uh there can be a lot of uh, communities from other religions that are coming up and doing charitable things you know, and they're doing the, pretty much the same things that other churches are doing. And people don't see the difference. And they see the churches like, oh, doing things. Whereas the church is supposed to be building you up in your sonship. Okay. Uh, and that's the foundation. And the foundation that we lay is Christ. And everything that you do is in Christ. Is in Christ. Okay. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a bit from, uh, you already have that, uh, the PDF that I've shared, which is part two. Uh, okay, so I want to begin from there and then I'll add a little bit from uh, from here and there. So let's open it um, and go to, um, okay, I started off with, um, okay, I told you last time that what does the Bible call the devil? Okay, so I just quickly, I won't go through a lot of the scriptures, but I'll just say Jesus called him, he's called a liar, the father of all lies, okay? Then he's referred to as the tempter. That means someone who tempts you. That's why uh, G, uh, in the Bible it says in James that don't blame God. God doesn't tempt. It is the devil who tempts and then he'll probably give you a thought. And then the person out of the, uh, you know, meditating on that thought, the, uh, conceives the desire. And then he lands up going and doing something silly. You get it? That's why I told you everything is ex external. That uh, God, any, everything about you comes from within. Okay. So I told you in part one, where I was telling you that you are a spirit being, okay? God is spirit. He calls you also a spirit being. The first Adam came out of dust. The second Adam, it says, was born from heaven, okay? So born again means to be born from above. Now, everything about God is spirit. He doesn't look at the flesh. And what happens with man and human beings, they want everything to do with flesh. So a lot of conversations that I usually have with people, it's not showing, it's not showing. It's all in the realm of feelings, emotions, but I don't feel it. I don't see it. And then 
God wants you to know that he doesn't, he doesn't go by flesh. Everything is spirit and God calls spirit truth. Now, do you know what truth is? Truth means it's real, correct? So God is calling the things that he has said are true. That means the things that you are seeing are probably lying to you or they are facts. And they have and they will change when you start believing the truth. So the minute Adam fell, he fell into a realm and a creation that was more real and started speaking to him. And today, everyone goes by what they see. You go by the TV numbers or the virus and everything is fed into by external senses. And then God tells you, I am a spiritual being. I've called you to be a spiritual being. You need to start cultivating on my frequency. That means you are spirit beings. And so my word creates everything that you don't see. That's why the unseen creates the seen. That's why as a son of God, the minute you became a son, do you know that you're called to simply live by faith? By faith in his spoken word. That's it. Not by what you see. Once you are rested with the sense of with you have peace that you know what? Yeah, I'm a spiritual being. I don't have to go by what I see and only go by the spoken word. You are in such a stable foundation. And then you start testing that. You start walking in that. You start exercising your senses. And so many of you started doing that and you already have started seeing big trees, walking in divine health because now you're realizing that, yeah, you are a spiritual being and what God's word says is true. Okay. So now, uh, you know, I want to address first. So I told you in part one, I was talking about, you are a spirit being. Everything, we are spirit beings. We are born from above. Okay. And what part of you got born again? It's your spirit being. Your spirit and God's spirit became one spirit and he seated you at the right hand of God in the heavenly places, that's your position, okay? Now, if you look at your relationship with God in a very linear way or in a very two-dimensional way, you will not understand it, okay? But if you start seeing your relationship with God as three-dimensional, that you can be at one time in, in Christ seated, but at the same time, you're on the earth walking, okay, in 3D. Like, you know, when you take a box and you make something 3D and then you can understand your relationship. But if you look at it, there's only two, 2D. Like, how can I be seated there? But how can I be still here? But if you look at three-dimensional and then everything opening up, then you can see you're seated at the right hand of the Father, but you're also here, living on this earth, okay? So what part of you got born again is your spirit. Your, the minute Adam sinned, his spirit died, okay? And sin and flesh started reigning in his flesh. Are you, are you following me? That's why Paul says uh, in Romans that, you know, with the mind, I have a law in my mind that I want to do everything that God wants me to do, but I see another law in my members, so he says, where does the, uh, the law of sin and operate in your members? That's why he says, what I want to do, I can't do, but I see another law operating in my members. It is warring against the law against my mind. Okay. So when you do stupid things, when you fall, it's the law in your members, the law of sin and death. But just because the Bible says, but now thank God that through Christ, I have freedom that I no longer have to be bound by this law. Okay. And now I'm under the law of life. And that's why he says to be spiritually minded is life. But to be, to be carnally minded is death. Carnally minded means someone who's going by their senses. Someone whose mind is set on everything that I do. That means if I do good things, I'm a good person and I'm righteous. If I do bad things, I am not righteous. And he says you need to be free. Even if you do silly things, you have to dust it off and say, it's, it's sin in my members. Okay, you don't let it sit on you. You don't get your identity from your flesh because... Jesus was crucified in the flesh so that your requirement and my requirement of the law could be fully, fully satisfied. That's what it says in Romans 8 and Romans 7. You read it later on. Okay. 
So you have to live your life. That's why Jesus had to be crucified and all of the suffering had to happen in the flesh. Why in the flesh? Because the righteous requirement of you and me had to be satisfied in the flesh. So we don't go by flesh, okay? But the minute Adam sinned, okay, by default, he became a son of disobedience. That means the, the devil was ruling him. We got all desires of the fallen world, okay? And today, the minute you got born again, the Holy Spirit comes in you. So that's why to, for a person to just live in sin and to keep on doing the things, uh, you know, Paul says that don't you know that now there's someone greater in you, okay? It's called the spirit of life in you so that you can put to death the deeds of the flesh. That means before you had every chance to say, yeah, I have, I, you know, I can't control myself and I do all of these things, but it's, I have no power. But now we have no right to say that is because the Holy Spirit has come in us. Okay. And now you can actually walk away from all those, uh, all those things because you get new desires. It's the new heart that you have. Okay. So, um, so I, I want to read. So, uh, so everything that God does is in the spirit. So, uh, so you're, you, you and I are both spiritual beings. God talks to us. I told you in part one through the spirit, everything is inside out that he's speaking with us. Now, all the promises of God are yes and amen. But where are the yes and amen? It says in Christ. Okay, in Christ. That's why, the, you know, what is the rest? The rest is when you enter, the minute you said, I am, uh, you know, Jesus come into my heart. Okay, all my sins are forgiven. You become righteous. He put you in Christ. That is the rest. Okay, and in Christ is where all the promises are yes and they are amen. Now, this is another teaching that I have for another time. But I'll give you a little gist, okay? He could have just said all the promises are yes. But why does he say all the promises are, um, promises are yes and amen? What is amen? Why amen? He could have just said all the promises for you are yes. Do you know what amen means? Amen is something that people always said at the end of something saying, okay, so be it for me. That means it was my part that I had to say amen. Like a, a, a sort of a promise was given or a big um, blessing was given. And then at my end, I have to say, amen, basically saying, okay, may I receive that? But in Christ, it is yes, and it's amen, meaning even the amen is done for you. So literally, amen means so be it, right? But it would translate as it is done, it is finished, that even the receiving for you, I've already done it. So it is yes, and it is amen. That means it is done. You have to know, all of you, okay, the minute you got born again, the minute you entered Christ, your whole life is a finished work, just like Jesus. So some of you think, I wasted my life. I wasted some years of my life. I could have done this. Those are all lies. Let all of that just go. Let your past just dust off. Okay? You have to know that in if you're in Christ, then your whole life is he living it out through you. It's not your life. That's why Jesus said, and I told you that we identify with this as well. It's God who gives me the will and the desire to do everything. Jesus said, I'm not working, but it's the Father working. I'm not hearing, but it's as I hear, I speak. I don't judge. It's my Father who judges and has given me all judgment. And so as I hear, I judge. Okay? He's absolutely one with the Father. So I want to, uh, so having said that, let's go to, uh, let's read uh, Genesis. Okay? So I told you last time about free will. Okay? And I feel like this is a lie that the devil planted in everybody. And two date man will say, oh, I have the free will to choose. I have the free will to choose. Okay. But this is a lie that is planted by the devil is because God didn't give man free will. Okay. And let's read that. If God really gave Adam free will. Okay. And who suggested to Adam that he might have free will? 
okay so you can as we read you'll see that it's not god who's saying that it is the devil who comes with with a suggestion to adam that look adam you've got free will to choose okay when actually god had not given him choice if god gave adam choice god would have said you know what adam there are two trees here and i give you the choice to choose and now don't have out of the street but it's not even don't have as if it was a chance given don't have it says command the word used is command and i told you what would the word command sound like before the fall so to understand that command another way of a command means uh, to guide or to lead so suppose i say i put a command in this phone and if i press uh, you know it gives me face recognition the minute i just click on the screen now is it if the command is set is it just by default doing it okay that's what the word command means but today we think command means as if like an like an order to do something but actually the word command before the fall when god was saying i commanded him it was almost like he written it in his heart that the, it was programmed that he would like a, like a uh, like a bird making a nest that does the bird have to be told how to make a nest or is it programmed in his heart how that bird makes that nest are you following what i'm saying okay after the fall now command yeah you have the right to choose you don't have the right to choose but imagine before the fall there was no sin so if god commanded adam was because he put something in adam okay and again it says that uh, i told you uh, way before adam and eve came there were there was already uh, there were already uh, you know there was already an existence of certain beings there and adam and eve were put there to subdue creation to subdue all of these things that's why when abel when abel uh, when um, uh, when uh, cain killed abel and then cain said put a mark on my forehead because if i go out they are going to kill me so who is they if adam and eve were the first ones okay so we know that god made adam and eve with a purpose to subdue something that was already going there and they were supposed to destroy or bring order into creation okay and here um the devil comes and gives adam or speaks into his uh his uh in his thoughts of giving him the uh, sort of lying to him that oh you might have a choice to choose okay so we're going to read this and so um let's read this okay and let's be very uh to see in scripture okay so i'm reading out of genesis um, genesis chapter 2 verse 8 okay the lord god point planted a garden eastward in eden and there he put the man whom he had formed and out of the ground the lord god made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food okay and see this it says that he made every tree grow but about the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil he just says that they were there okay the tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil uh now i'm going going to go down at verse 15 then the lord god took the man and put him in the garden of eden another version says he made adam uh took the man and he made him rest he made him rest in the garden of eden okay to tend and to keep it now see this and the lord god commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden you may freely eat he commanded man saying out of every tree of the garden you may freely eat but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat for in the day that you shall eat of it you shall die he he is not giving him a choice he literally gives a command that this all is but this all isn't it's almost like he put it in his heart okay he's not saying i've given you the free will to choose otherwise god would have said adam i'm giving you a choice to choose but who comes and tells him that he has a choice to choose it is the devil okay now let's scroll down to uh, chapter 3 okay down 
Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, now see this, see the underlying suggestion that he makes that she has the choice to choose. Okay, he says, has God indeed said, you shall not eat out of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the tree, fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Who is suggesting? Who is giving him a suggestion here? It is the devil. Okay, now let's look ahead. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows in the day you eat, eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, both uh, you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Okay, so the devil is coming here when God has clearly commanded or it's put in the heart. And now the devil comes suggesting that, look, Eve, there might be a choice for you to choose. Okay, and you can choose between these. Okay, so who is giving the suggestion that they have the choice to choose or they have the ability of free will to choose? Who is the one who's saying it here? Is it God or is it the devil suggesting that? Are you following me? Okay, now let's go ahead. Okay, now look at this. So when the woman saw the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took up its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. So now what he gets, the devil starts making her go into sense Okay, meaning look at this. It looks good. It tastes, it probably looks. And so he's getting her in a carnal breath, in a sense and because now she's going with senses, she takes the fruit, she eats it, and then fall happens. And the first thing they realize, they realize that they're naked. Okay, later on it says that God was coming and they heard God. And God says, where are you? That means we've disconnected from his presence. That's why Jesus came to seek the lost sons of Adam. Because we were lost. Okay, a separation happened. And God is saying, where are you? That means he's somewhere there and now this is somewhere here. It's like that. And that's why today, in the mind, in the mind, the separation is not in the spirit. The devil only tells you that this is you, this is not you. This is God, this is not God. Okay, and it's in the mind. In the mind, he tries to separate you from your oneness with the Father. And what you have to do, the, uh, what part of God, what part of uh, you is getting adopted, it says in the Bible. So your spirit is absolutely one, is, but your soul is getting adopted. Okay. Getting adopted, meaning getting saved. And how is it? So what you're, you're doing is you're renewing your mind. Renewing your mind is nothing but agreeing with what the father and who the father says you are. And you just, God just wants you to agree. And that's why it says as beholding in a mirror. Mirror doesn't keep transforming. Mirror just shows you who you are. And so the Bible is a mirror telling me who I am. And I start agreeing. And the more I start agreeing with what the father is saying. So even if it looks like I did major blunders, I still come and I say, you know what, me and my father are one. Me and my father are one. As I hear, I speak. My judgments are true. And I just become one voice with the father. And you'll see how as you're becoming one-minded, single-minded, all of the life is flowing even into your circumstances in your body. It's giving resurrection life to your mortal bodies. So all God wants from you is agreement. So you know when the Bible says, uh, what God has joined, let not man separate. Similarly, what God has joined, let not your mind separate and tell you your, your, uh, you know, oh, this doesn't look like God. This doesn't look. Constantly, that entire war is coming here. Okay, so um, Adam sinned, and then um, 
uh, you know, the, the fall happened and that's how death came into the world. Okay. So I began with that. So I want, I wanted to take that word command. Okay. The Lord God commanded Adam saying of every tree of uh, every tree you can eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you can't eat. So, okay, my phone is not starting. So let's, uh, <clears throat> okay. So I want to uh, see that same word command used for Jesus. Okay. And how Jesus talks about it. Let's go down to, 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 okay. So I'm on the second page. So John 12 verse 49. Okay. Now look at Jesus. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the father who sent me gave me a command. The father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the father has told me, so I speak. Okay. Now see this in another version. He says, uh, sorry, somewhere else. He says, no one takes, takes my life from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This command I have received from my father. So when he is talking about command, it's almost like, it's almost like a blessing that is set or it's almost like a nature, a nature, divine nature that is already set in him. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So the same way when Jesus is saying, I have a command given from my father, what I should speak and what I should not speak. And so whatever I speak is of the father. I have a command that is given by my father, what I should speak, what I should not speak. Are you understanding? Are you following? It's almost like, like I, I said, the simplicity of it is like a bird who knows how to make his nest. It's a command that is already put in the heart and by default, it is going to make it is because it's already been, it's in the heart. So when God commanded Adam, he put something in his heart and by default, you know that Adam and Eve would have gone, eaten out of the trees, they would have gone to the tree of life. And that's why the devil had to come, start attacking in their thought realm and lure them into sense realm, into creation realm. And the minute Adam fell, what he sees is, is he calls what, it, it, this is the truth. And that's what human beings do. And up until we got born again, and still now we're, we're coming out of the sense realm, coming out of a carnal realm. And now going back to where the word is more real. Okay. That's why in the Old Testament, always God always wanted them to go by his word. He always said, eat the manna for the five days or the sixth day. I'll give you extra. Don't do anything for the seventh day. Why? Because on the seventh day, if they, went, if they gathered anything extra, it would just get destroyed. Okay. And why did he do all of these? Because he wanted man to just rely on the word. That's why Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every spoken word of the son of God. Okay. So God wants you to be only reliant on his word. We are spiritual beings. So start seeing yourself. I am a spiritual being. I'm a spiritual being. And all you're doing is everything guys is in Christ. So every time, if you keep separating yourself and seeing yourself out of Christ, that's when all the chaos happens. That's when you'll find yourself doing all silly things. Okay. It's because you see yourself as separated from God. But the minute you rest in your oneness with God, that you know what, everything, my whole life is in Christ. Whatever I do, it's all Christ doing it. If I'm seeing something, it's Christ seeing it. And you'll, you'll realize certain desires also leave you that were there before. But you know how they left you suddenly? It's because you were separated in your mind. And now because you started not wrestling with the thought that you're one with Christ, but you started resting in the thought that I'm one with Christ. I'm no more, I'm no more fighting it. I'm actually resting in it. 
okay you start seeing how certain desires of the flesh leave everything goes is because that's your true identity and out of your spirit is coming your true nature okay the ones who are wrestling in the flesh and who do things is because i also know deep down when i sit with them they don't see themselves as one with god they see themselves as two different beings and so they are the ones who are constantly stumbling in the flesh okay the works of the flesh in galatians what it talks about is uh, you know idolatry fornication outbursts in certain areas you're seeing yourself separated okay but the more you resolve that you know what i'm one with the father i told you the scripture is true so when you were born again it says so clearly i gave them one heart and i will write my commands on their heart that's the same way how he told jesus i will write that command on your heart so whatever you speak it's all me speaking whatever you do it's all me doing it so now he has written his commands so every time you're speaking guys your words are spread in their life so a lot of you so many testimonies we have you kept speaking to your husbands before nothing happened okay they did not want to hear you and then suddenly you started coming to beloved you started knowing you're one with him my words are spread in life now you went and told them the same things and suddenly it's like what it's music to my ears okay and so many of them started coming into the kingdom so many of them wanted to come to get togethers how so how did it not happen before but how come it started happening now was it always there it was always the truth you just didn't see it as true you you were wrestling in your mind your mind was coming like this to what god has already called true so when he's saying one you were like no i can't be one okay and so it wasn't and now suddenly you started saying yeah i'm one i'm one and now suddenly your words are spirit and they are life because you are agreeing with what the father is saying your words are spirit and they are life so someone else is just speaking 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 they're just words but when you speak it's a rem your words are spirit that means they're not just words they're spirit they're spirit it's a frequency so you just say come and they come so jesus said follow me and they all drop their nets or whatever they're doing and they just follow him blindly how come because it was spirit his words are spirit and they are light now jesus says those who worship me must worship me worship me in spirit and in truth so worship is not a song and it can be but worship is every time you're taking on your identity of truth in a situation that comes and then you choose to say you know what the truth is that i'm one with the father the truth is for all the attacks that are going on in my mind and then i'll just wake up and say but the truth is father you and me are one i have one heart my words are spirit and they are life okay it's in your nature it's your will that of all you've given me i shall lose nothing whatever i do it's all you doing it it's not me working it's the father who's working in me and i just start speaking these things now you're actually agreeing and you're worshiping because you're worshiping him in spirit and in truth everything is coming to tell you not one and now in this i choose to say i'm one trust me everything shifts everything shifts when you start simply agreeing with what the father is saying about you your whole environment will shift okay everything comes in your thought thought realm the devil is outside okay so um i'm going to go on uh, i'm going to go a little below and talk about how jesus um Uh, so did you understand about the command what i said the word command okay so it's not like commandment given to keep it a command was put in his heart and who came suggesting free will that you have the choice to choose he never god never told adam to choose he said don't do this i mean it was a a a, a command put in his heart that you will eat out of this tree that's it this is your command that i programmed you and you're going to go and do it okay it was the devil coming and giving you a choice and hey you might have a choice to choose okay and um, 
that's where all the deception comes and uh, so you'll see how um, uh, you know how did the, the devil uh, speak to Adam okay so the same way and look at Jesus okay so you see when Jesus was on the mount okay in the wilderness okay when uh, in Matthew 4 so how does Satan tempt Jesus he says if you are the son of God jump from here okay jump from here and the angels will give you the angels have charge over you and he quoted in scripture in Psalm 91 okay then he said if you are the son of God make the stones into bread okay because now this will prove that you're a son so now where is all the attack coming is it coming outside is it coming through thoughts telling him to be a son to do something to prove that you're a son that's why I told you a lot of times before when I started um, uh, you know John G Lake was uh, amazing there was this huge uh, bubonic plague going on in Africa and that time, um, uh, you know, he told some of the scientists, take the foam because all the uh, germs were dying in his hands, okay? Because he believed that the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death, okay? So he was just going and healing people. So he told scientists, take the foam, put it on the microscope and see what happens. And they saw that how everything was dying in his hands, okay? That's why I said the same thing. The coronavirus, everything will die in your hands because you are a life-giving spirit. In the Old Testament, when anyone touched a leper, okay, the leprosy came on the person. But when Jesus went and touched the leper, Jesus' resurrection life and holiness affects the leper and changes him. So it's the same way with you. If anyone infected comes near you, you will change them. They will not give their infection to you because you're a life-giving spirit. It's the same thing, okay? So um, so I was telling you about uh, John G. Lake. Yeah? So I was doing this. Uh, so I got hold of uh, Curry Blake and the they're part of John G. Lake and they do this divine healing technicians, okay? In which you go and uh, just about the new man, about who we are. This was about like some uh, five, uh, ten years ago. So I was going to hospitals. I was praying for people and I was seeing like uh, miracles happening and stuff like that. And I remember going for a, it was an event or something in Orchid's Hotel, okay? And then suddenly I started getting voices in my head. Oh, look at that person in the wheelchair. You better go and heal that person because you're a son. And then look at that. And it's almost like I started doing that because I started getting condemned that if I see somebody and if I don't, oh, that means I'm not a son and I'm supposed to do it. And then it, it's almost started, you know, getting me bound. And then I realized as I started seeing scripture that Jesus is everything by will. There were so many people in his path. Okay. But he chose wherever he went, he decided whatever he wants. Now, if, is it God's will to heal everybody? Of course it is. Okay. But uh, I'm just saying, saying as a son, you don't have to prove your sonship. So who was the one talking to me that I thought was God? It was actually the devil trying to make me prove my own sonship. I don't have to prove anything. Okay. I'll heal whoever I want. And whenever I go, if I feel like it. And so, and many times it was like, I had a desire to do certain things. And then I, I did. And I started understanding God's voice. So the devil comes in through thoughts and he'll impersonate like the roaring lion, lion seeking whom he may devour. Okay. So if you know a roaring lion, any, if you watch National Geographic, whoever the lion is going to grab, he never goes roaring. He'll always go very quiet. Okay, that's how he gets. So if the devil is going roaring, it's because uh, in the Bible, he's also called a slanderer. A slanderer is when you try and attack someone's character. That's what he did in the Garden of Eden to Eve. Okay, he attacked God's character. He said that, no, he's not good and he's bad and he's saying something, he's, he's lying to you. Uh, you know, and he slandered and he attacked his character, okay? And as a son, we know that whenever we are hearing voices or anything that makes God look bad, or he's not that good, or he's angry with you, that's the devil. That's the devil roaring. And what he wants you to do is start listening to his voice 
Because as you listen, he's going to get you to do certain things. So where does the doing come from? From you. So as you start listening, if you're listening, okay, now this is God. And if you don't know his nature, you'll mistake something as God. And now you'll start doing and pretty much he's got people working for him. Okay. That's where terrorism comes from. How did terrorists even emerge? It's because they were listening to some voice. And now because they're listening to it and now they start acting on it and they start doing certain things is because they're listening. Okay. So today the devil has been, okay, let's go ahead. Okay. I'm going to uh, read below. Okay. So, um, okay. So I take the instance in Matthew 16, 13, 20, 23. Okay. So Peter has this revelation of like Jesus, he's the Christ. Okay. Sorry. And, um, he says that, uh, you know, and then Jesus looks at him and says, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And then Jesus starts talking to him about, okay, in three days, how he's going to die. He's going to, uh, he's going to uh, rise up again after three days. Okay. And uh, suddenly Peter comes, takes him aside. Okay. And starts uh, telling him that, no, 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 such things should not happen to you. Okay. And then what does Jesus do? He looks at Peter and says, get behind me, Satan, for you are an offense to me. And look what Jesus says. For you are mindful, or in another word, you're not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. See, uh, I put another um, uh, another uh, version there below. It says that because your thoughts, because your thoughts are not filled with man's viewpoints and not the ways of God. So where did Satan come and give him all rubbish in the thought realm? You got it? That's why I said everything that God does with you guys, everything is inside out. Okay, God has given you in the new covenant, the minute he made you a son, all the outworking is from inside out. You don't go outside in. Now, is there a place where God can speak to you from external things? Yeah, it can. And I'll address that a little later. Okay, but predominantly everything you're one, you're one with him. So, for example, I told you, if you don't have a desire for children, I don't care how many signs you get outside and how many opportunities you get. He's not going to go and tell you to go in a children's ministry and to do some things is because he works from inside out. Let somebody who has the desire. So if I don't have a desire for something, I will never think that it is God telling me to do it. And I've seen so many people going to error because they thought God was telling them. I said, but do you have the desire? No. I said, then don't you think he'll work it out? Because it's God who gives the will and the desire to do something. So who then who is the one who's telling you that? It's the devil. And, uh, you know, I, I don't even want to share, share those things. And I've heard a lot of people say that, but everything that comes like this is not God. Okay. And th those are the people who see themselves as separated, like God and man. Okay. The minute you start knowing that you're one with him, it's such a life of rest that he is doing everything from within you. That's why as a son, the life is very different. Okay. I just tell you, whatever is in your path, those are the ones you will you will change and that, that is your calling. Okay, like Esther, what was her job? Esther just had to marry the king. And just at that time, she just had to have the boldness to go and confront and open her mouth. That was her calling in her life. It was such an easy calling. Okay, Joseph also, what was he doing? Okay, he was going to become Pharaoh. He already saw uh, Pharaoh, uh, the governor, second to Pharaoh. He saw it years ago. He goes, he's just following in his path. He's just doing everything. Now to, to one person, it would have looked like, my God, Joseph's life, he's got this amazing prophecy and his life totally looks messed up. Okay, he's in the dungeon, he's in the pit, they want to kill him and now, oh, look at what the devil is doing here and his life looks all messed up. 
But was Joseph's life out of control? No. At the end, you see how God worked everything. And even in, it's like the devil wants to do this and God is over that. And he's just using all of that for his good. Okay. What I want you to tell, we are at a much greater place than Joseph. Okay. We are in Christ. So everything about your life is already laid down. It's already like flower bed. What I mean to say is you're just walking. And the minute you rest in your oneness, okay, you don't go by other people's timelines. You don't look to your right and your left. I don't look at how other people are running the race, okay? My life is very tailor-made to what, how much the Father loves me. Your life is exactly tailor-made to how much the Father loves you. And everything is just put in rest. And the devil can get you looking at somebody else and look at that and look and all of this. And all you have to do is, you know what? I am Father. My whole life is governed by my Father. Okay, so it looked out of, out of total, you know, Joseph's life looked like chaos, but everything was in order for Joseph. Okay, and everything was in order for Esther. Everything was in order for Jesus. Okay, and now we are a son. So like Jesus says, no one can come to me unless the father draw the person to me. I say the same thing. No one can come to me unless the father draws the person to me. So there are, there are, there are people who've come in beloved. You know, I know that anyone who tugs at my heart, I know that they want, they want the sonship, okay? But the, the, some will come and it's just a, just a head knowledge and then I keep quiet and I don't want to share. And it's the same with you, okay? Everything for a son is inside out. It's experiential, okay? I know some people who have the head knowledge and everything is just perfect, even doctrinally and everything is right. But it's not supposed to be out of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Everything for a son is experiential. It will be out of the, your spirit inside. So there is one, um, there, are, there are some who want to get understanding through the mind. Okay. And as a son, it's not understanding through the mind. It's the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of wisdom who gives us enlightenment, who open up our eyes. You, you understand what I'm saying? So it's not head knowledge. It, it, it's going to be all, you know, working inside out. Where suddenly you just get it. Suddenly it's like a bulb moment and you just see all things. It's given to you. Trust me, because now you're walking like a sun. Everything is inside out. Everything that Jesus was doing, everything for him was inside out. He always said this voice has come. This external voice for you, not for me. The transfiguration when he was on the mountain, he said, okay, you don't tell this vision to anyone till I have risen up. What was the vision for him? No, he's a son. He doesn't need it. I was speaking to Michael yesterday and um, I was just talking to him about, you know, the miracles that happen, uh, the gold dust and all of these things. And then Michael was saying, he's saying, you know, Priya, I only see those kind of miracles in fivefold ministries, not in sonship. Okay. Now, gold dust and, uh, you know, gemstones and is it amazing? Yeah, it's amazing. It gives them faith to believe for things. But you come to a place where you don't need it. Okay. Because you have the inheritance. You understand? So just because gold dust appears in some and it doesn't mean glory and God loves more and God loves less. No, no, no. They need it and they get it is because it's, it's still sense driven and gives them the faith to believe that God is real. But you come to a place where you know you're a son and you don't. And like Jesus, you're saying this voice didn't come for me. It came for you. You're very rested in your oneness as a son. Okay. Trust me when you're on that ground, the devil can't do anything because you're so secure in who you are. He can't do anything. And that's why after temptation, Jesus was going and taking the ground and guess who was running? The devil. They said, don't come here. You're tormenting us. Okay. 
So you need to know that a sun only lives by the word. We don't go by signs and anything external. I told you last time there was a point where uh, my friend was pregnant. And, you know, uh, this was many years ago, about um, 10, again, 10 years ago. And, uh, you know, we went by the signs and, oh, the pink balloons and the pink bed sheet. And we walked outside and the building was pink. And we were like, oh, she's going to have a baby girl. And then we had this whole baby shower for her. We got her all these girls' clothes. And then it was a boy, you know. It's because we, we thought God was showing us all these signs. And I've seen women also go crazy. Oh, I got the sign. I got the sign. I got the sign. And it's so easy because the devil can put signs and really get you to think it's God. Everything that the father does is inside out. Okay. Now, there have been times where I have spoken just in my thoughts to God about something. And then I see something, but it's not like I was looking for it. It was almost like in front of me and it was given to me. And I knew that, okay, he's, he spoke to me. He spoke to me through a situation. He spoke to me, but I wasn't looking for it. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Don't be constantly looking for signs because you could get deceived. It's not external. The devil works in the sense realm. We work from inside out. You just know it. You know it first. Okay. So that's why even for, uh, you know, encounters and stuff like that, I believe as a son, like Jesus was talking to Elijah and was talking to Moses and this was normal for him and the angels and everything. And it'll be normal for you, but it also comes, the normalcy comes when you're rested in who you are as a son. You don't need these things to tell you you're a son. Okay. So it's good that people have all of these gold dust and all of that, but they need it mainly. Okay. But you can be at a place where just because you're secure in the word, what the word says, Trust me, even a Rima word, okay? When Jesus was getting attacked by the devil in his thoughts, okay? He took the written word, the Logos, and made it his Rima. So a lot of people say, so for those who don't know what Logos and Rima is, Rima is like, you know, that word that you get and you know God has spoken for that particular moment. And you get it and you, and for that season, you just walk with that word, okay? But look at it, the maturity of a son is, why can't you take the written word and make it your Rima? the logos and make it your rima and walk in it. So for example, someone who's lost something or some wealth, and then a prophet comes and says, uh, you know, God's going to give everything back. Nothing shall be lost. And now they believe it more. But as was it always in covenant that as a son, you will not lose anything. So you could have always believed it, but why did you have to wait for a prophet to come and make it rima to you? So a son can live. Uh, okay. You're born of the word. I told you in one, in the book of John, it says in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the, uh, and the word is God. Okay. In the beginning was the word, the word was God. And then it says the word became flesh. The word became flesh and dealt among us. Okay. The word became flesh. So that means talking about Jesus is the word and he started and he became flesh and dwelt among us. Okay. Now you are born of the word. So you know where the discernment comes from? It's from the word. So you can be in a situation and someone is telling you something. And do you know that you can, uh, because you're born of the word, the spirit is in you, that the word in you, the, uh, the by, in Hebrews it says, the word of God is living and alive, sharper than any two-edged sword, discerning between soul and spirit. So you can actually have the word discerning and you'll just know that, ah, this is, this is, something is off here. And you know how, how that is? It's because it's the word in you that is discerning it. Because you're born of the word. That's why a lot of you, you'll read the scripture and I said you become one with it. It's because you already know because you're born of the word. Everything that you're doing by default, trust me guys, you want to be just like your father. It's in your nature. 
to want all delicious things. The devil has to come and psych you here and make you do stupid things. So he has to pull you and get you to do something in the flesh. Okay, it's hard for him. It's because by default, you actually are sons of God and sons of God are led, meaning from inside out. They're just led. Everything they do is God. And so he has to mess you up here to make you believe some lies and now he gets you to run after him. You get it? So where does everything come? It's in your thoughts realm. And that's why you'll see the scriptures that I put down, like feeding the, uh, feeding the 4,000, okay? Like Mark 8. You see Jesus has just done this amazing sign. He's taken the, uh, the loaves and the fish and he's multiplied it. And then he's going back in a boat later on with them. And, um, uh, you know, again, the, the disciples are reasoning that they have no bread. They're reasoning in their mind, okay? And then Jesus looks at them in verse 16 and see what he says. Sorry. And they reason in their mind among themselves saying, it is because we have no bread. But Jesus being aware of it said to them, why do you reason? Because you have no bread. Do you not yet perceive nor understand? Is your heart still hardened? Having eyes you do not see, having ears you do not hear. And do you not remember what I do with the five loaves and how I fed uh, all of the 5,000 and how they had baskets full over. And then later on he says, how is it that you do not understand? So I told you, Adam, the minute Eve fell or Adam fell, because they are one, so it doesn't matter who did what first. The minute they fell, where was all the attack came? The attack came in the mind. Okay, he got Eve and Adam to reason, to think calculatively. Okay, and that's why I said as a son, don't go with your mind and all the processes of your mind. Every time constantly trying to reason things out. As a son, you are led. All of you at some point, actually I would say always, have always been led to go here, to go there. It didn't make sense to your head. Okay, but that's what I mean by led is because it, when it surpasses your head, it doesn't make clear sense, but you were led into things. I still remember I'd come to India, uh, you know, in 2006. And uh, I went to a bookstore, Word of Christ, and I was led, I didn't even know. Now, and you know, like about law and grace and everything, but God always led me in grace, okay? So thank God the books that I picked up, I went to this bookstore, I've never heard of any of the authors, and I picked up, there were so many, okay? And now you know that there's so many people who don't even preach grace, but I picked up the book of Kenneth Hagin. I just picked up Kenneth Hagin, and Ken Kenneth Hagin is like a grace preacher. He is more into the Word of Faith movement, okay? And uh, later on, I told you, uh, you know, I was sitting at home crying because I went to some churches that were preaching God like a bad God. I still didn't have understanding of, you know, law and grace. But I didn't know, like, why does my Jesus look good? And why is their Jesus bad? And I remember going crying, sitting at my home, and I flicked channels and Joseph Prince came on. And this was in 2009. No one had heard of him. He was not even famous. And as I kept hearing him for 30 minutes, I just knew that his Jesus and my Jesus match. You know, and then I kept hearing him, hearing him. I left church. And then uh, it was six months or eight months. I was just hearing Joseph Prince. And then I got the understanding. Oh my God. I said, this is now what I understand. Law and grace. And why I cannot hear certain uh, churches and what they're preaching. And so where I thought it was bad God. And they're preaching me a bad Jesus. It was law. They were giving me law. Okay. But how did God lead me of all, uh, you know, at that time to sit there. So as a son, you're constantly led, you know. And I came out of churches. And that was the time when we just... Uh, I started grounding myself in righteousness and God started leading me. But he was doing it all inside out. Okay. And at that time, I didn't even have anyone telling me. I didn't care what people thought of Joseph Prince. I was like, it bears witness with me. I just know that this is the, the Jesus I hung out with for three years. And he's talking exactly the same thing. Okay. I, I had it. Now, who is it? 
It's inside out. It is the word in me discerning between soul and spirit. And it's the word that is doing it. Okay. So guys, trust your heart, your sons. Okay. In the old covenant, it says, don't trust your heart. It's deceptive above all things. In the new covenant, it's God's heart. He leads you through your desires. Okay. And that's why it says some people still come and rest. But how do I know it's God's desires, my desires? Okay, so then take the word. Take the word. Just read it. Renew your mind. That's how you know what is the perfect, good, uh, you know, the good, perfect, uh, uh, whatever, will of God. Okay? And um, uh, you'll renew your mind. And so it says the works of the flesh, the works of the spirit, and you'll get it. But after some time, you'll become one, one. Okay? Usually the people who do that are still, I know that in their head, they see, still see, don't see themselves as one with God. Okay? The more you start wrestling in your identity, I said, first you believe, then everything flows from the wine. Okay. You first, you believe your identity. Trust me, you believe that it's all God in you. It's all he doing it. Very rarely when you feel like doing anything in the flesh also. Okay. It's a person who, he, who sees himself separated, who constantly is in the flesh and doing certain things. I also see that they have a very tough time believing that they're one with God. Okay, they wrestle in the mind a lot. And the minute, and I've seen those people who are just like, okay, yeah, it's all God in me, everything. Everything in them just wants to be good. Okay, because they're not wrestling with it. It's because it is, it is God. Okay, you know, Jesus said, in that day, you will ask me whatever you want and you will receive. I just feel like my God, so I can ask you all stupid things also. One would have thought. Okay, but how come he trusts you to say that? Ask me whatever you want and you will get it. Okay, it's because he knows what he's done. The child of a lion or a lion's cup acts just like a lion. The lion doesn't have to figure out, will my son act like me and walk like me? He's born of me. He rests in that. We are born of the father. We rest and live just like the father. Okay? If you see yourself as a son, you will walk like a son. The, the reason why you're stumbling and walking and doing stupid things is because you don't see yourself as a son. And the minute you start resting in yourself as a son, even if you lost your cool one day, don't let the flesh set an identity on you and say, oh, I have a bad temper. No, it's not. I'm patient. That's what the word says. And you rest in your identity. And you know what? You pretty much see that everything is changing to the nature of the son in you. Okay? Long before someone can quit smoking, the smoker says, I am a smoker. I am a smoker. And then you just say, I am the righteousness of God or I am a son. And it's very hard to smoke and do the same things. Now, it's not wrong to smoke. Okay. Now, I, I know this is getting recorded and all. People are not going to heaven because they smoke, don't smoke. They drink, they don't drink. All of these are not even in the Bible. Okay. The reason why you go to heaven is because of the blood of Jesus. Okay. That's the firm ground. It's, that's righteousness. The Bible doesn't say don't drink. It says don't get drunk. Okay. Jesus made water into wine at a party. Okay. So it's occasionally someone is smoking and yeah, it's fine. Anything that makes you a slave to it. Caffeine is bad. So people compare smoking and caffeine. But if you're drinking crazy and loads of caffeine, it's controlling you. Anything that makes you a slave to it is just bad. Because it's owning you. And as a son, you don't let any, anything rule over you. you. You understand what I'm saying? So these are like legalistic ways that people will look at things. But... Um, uh, yeah, in your nature, it is like you want you want all things just of your father. Okay, like everything in you just wants to be just like your father. Like in, in France, water was, water was expensive. I had to have, have wine because it was just the way of life, you know. But someone else, it, it's, it's a cultural thing. So uh, I'm just saying as a son, um, you know, you're, you're led. You, you just be led in things. Um, let's go down to Romans 8. 
okay it says to be carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace okay so what is a carnal mind again i said a carnal mind is anything that's constantly trying to process all things okay constantly trying to judge your standing with god by what you do or judge a situation by your external circumstances and constantly a carnal mind is driven by the five senses what i see what i hear that's why even as much as i hear about tv and corona i don't let it make judgments in my mind i just know that as a son this is my foundation and so it might happen to the whole world it will not happen to me because i'm a son i will actually influence it and change it that should be your mindset because you are a son everything changes otherwise you are just living in the world and acting like the world jesus said i'm in this world but i'm not of the world he pulled you out he pulled you out of the kingdom of darkness he put you in the kingdom of his son now you are in christ all the promises are yes and amen not outside christ in christ that's why you wonder like oh but you know how come this didn't happen this didn't happen i said but do you see yourself as in christ that's your foundation no other foundation but in christ so when they say in his name in his name yeah i can do many things in the name of jesus when i see myself outside i can the person can really do a lot of sinful things also in the name of jesus that means in someone's name because they see themselves separated but when you are in christ in the name of jesus oh try and do it's very hard it's very hard because you don't see yourself the minute you see yourself as one trust me everything in you you love delicious food it's like that okay god is amazingly good is deliciously good as people have not tasted the goodness of god that they feel the devil is more good oh it's absolutely rubbish okay uh, it says in isaiah that even the son of man learned to discern between good and evil by eating curd and honey now think about it to give someone discerning between uh, between good and evil or oh, i'll give him good and bad but it's saying how did the son of man learn to discern between good and evil it says by giving him curd which is the abundance of milk and honey absolutely sweet so god's way of giving you is that he gives you so much good that you know what i know what good is that i can't this is bad and it it gives you the ability to walk away is because you know that your father is good is because people have not eaten out of the father's hand and churches or many have not preached that he is good that they almost make it look like as if the devil is good or more delicious things no 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 nothing comparison to uh, in fact every time in my life when i walked away from something is because i knew that he was good his hand is not short to bless me so if if it doesn't come if it doesn't look too good to be true i actually walk away from it because god in the kingdom if it's not good to be true don't take it okay you have every right every right as a son to only receive goodness and it takes about standing in your identity as a son don't bend down especially in salvations of people and i've seen them open your mouth stand true to the word give grace but don't bend down and you'll see how actually they want that in you because you are like, like that strength and then they all come to the truth in you so you're not bending down to certain things okay so it took like even my mom and uh, you know it, it happened after 10 years but it happened at that time i just had to stand in what i believe is true and i just stood i just stood and today they own have their own encounters so many people in the family have come in okay i went through up and down but i just stood you stand the bible just tells a son to stand not to fight to stand and standing literally means actually that everything is coming to tell you do something let's fight let's process this and everything that you say no this is already done it is yes and god just to leave it at yes he also said amen so amen means he's gone ahead and done it 
Okay, think about it. Otherwise, you just say yeah, all the promises are yes for you. Yeah, but why the amen? That means amen only comes after the promise is fulfilled. And so he's gone and said, literally, amen should read like it is finished. It is done for you. Okay, but all of them are yes and amen in Christ. In Christ. And all the devil wants you to do in your mind, separate you. And make you think, this is you, this is me. This is God's wise, this is your wise. This is the devil's wise, this is... And then you shut all of those and say, you know what? Me and my father are one. My sheep only hear my voice, right? That's it. I'm only, I always hear my father's voice. I do what my father's voice say. Trust me, for those who get tormented in the mind, suddenly you realize that you're not getting those thoughts anymore. And then you realize how someone else was giving it to you. Okay? You, you become restful. It's because he, he can't mess you up. He, he can only suggest certain things, but by what you do, he knows that if you're listening to him. Okay, that's why thoughts come, but I just don't say it. I just don't act on them. I'll just go and probably just do other things. And then I realize how just certain things also leave. And that's why it's, a, it's an inward rest. Okay, so that's why it says in 2 Corinthians, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty, pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, every high thing that exalts itself. What are all these things? And every high thought and bring it to the obedience of Christ. So what are these? Casting down arguments. That means where is all this kichudi going on? A lot of y'all constantly call and tell me, but I'm getting thoughts, I'm getting thoughts. And so I need to go and I need to do. Yeah, they are thoughts. They are thoughts. I'm not denying it, but it's all here. And, so, and it comes in I. So you think they are your thoughts. They're not. Okay. They are, they separate yourself from all the kichudi that goes on in your head. You don't have to become one with it. You can go and sometimes I always say when thoughts are coming, not just speak, just speak, just speak your oneness. Just speak your oneness, you'll realize everything disappears. And after some time, you don't even wrestle with it. It's because it's one. Everything comes, guys, the minute you take on an identity, everything comes to attack you here and to separate you. Okay, like I remember uh, once I started knowing that it's not in my nature to lose anything. Suddenly the next week, my files go, something went and I was like, so, but you know now everything came to change your mind change your mind Priya change your mind Priya because you just said you can't lose anything you started losing things now do you know that if I would have changed my mind I was letting the creation tell me who I am and in spite of me losing things I decided simply because the word says it I said it's not in my nature to lose because my father says of all he's given me I will not lose anything after that day okay I stopped losing everything I stopped losing it's because everything, the minute you take on an identity, everything tells you it's going the other way. And it wants you to change your mind. And then you say, my mind was not getting uh, decided. I was not deciding something based on my environment. I was deciding to believe this based on my father says so. And so it is. And now that's what it means to my children hear my voice, the voice of a stranger or environment. They're not going to listen. You become one with it. That means you die with it. Like I'll die believing this than believe anything else. That's what it means to go to the cross with it. And guess what happens when you die with it? Then there is resurrection life because you come out at the other side. Okay. In that area, you don't get attacked. So similarly, in 2009, I kept falling sick, kept falling sick. My hair was falling down. I was getting hives, rheumatoid arthritis. Up until I stopped saying why. If a trial comes or anything is coming in the way of a son, it is only meant to be overcome through identity. If you don't overcome it, you'll keep going through cycles again and again and again and again. Okay. And then that day I just took it and I said, you know what? I stopped all my juices, everything. And I just said, I will believe what my father says and not believe anything. And I'll die believing this. That's it. And so I decided I'm a son. It's not in my nature. I would bend down. 
I'm a son. It's not in my nature. I just kept on doing my everyday life. I stopped everything else. Basically, I like I had decided that I will believe whether it comes or no. I will at least believe the word, and this is it. I made a decision about it. That's what it means to die with it. And what happened? Everything left, and from that day, I stopped falling sick from 2009. Not even anything, because I'll tell you where how sickness comes in. It first has to come in your thoughts, and you've wrestled with it at some point because in your thoughts, you've not made a decision that it's not in your nature. You still are on like heavy ground. Okay, the minute you decide it's not in my nature. even when thoughts come later on they don't even come is because i'm so one i don't allow even the thoughts to wrestle the thoughts come and then you do certain things by your actions he knows where you're at in, in whether you really believe it or not okay so i told you it's like microcosm start doing it in smaller things you start seeing it okay like you get a headache and then everything tells you oh, go take a pill just resist that thought no i'm a son it's not in my nature and then everything and the headache is a headache nothing but you ignore it you make a decision you're not waiting for the headache to go to tell you whether you're a son or not whether the headache is there for 10 days i still believe i'm a son it's not in my nature i just go on okay you realize after that the headache might be there but after that everything else stops coming to you okay you as a son you believe the word is because it is the word you don't believe it for any other reason okay it's because the father says so and uh, that's what it means to die with it you go to the cross with it Okay, let's go ahead to. Uh, so you see, where Jesus was trying to get his disciples out was reasoning, the mind. Okay, that's why it says the carnal mind is enmity with God. Uh, and all, if you read, I was again going through it yesterday, right from Acts to Jude, before just before Revelation. I was going through all. Do you know that the fight of a son, God is telling you to fight, is nothing but here. and it only tells you pull down every stronghold bring it to the obedience of christ that means it is finished that that's why anything that tells you like you know oh they are not going to give you your salary oh they are, you might lose your job and and all this attack comes here and then you rest and say you know i'm a son my whole life is already fathered he's got it all figured out he's already gone and he's done everything and you just rest in that and then you continue don't take the worry just don't take it and then you go on doing everything and then you'll see how nothing got affected is because that thought came to pull you out of your rest to make it run behind you now through your actions what you would have done you would have called up 10 people and started doing things that's how you take a thought you start doing things that's how it comes to know you're listening to me oh let me give you more thoughts and then more thoughts come but in that moment if you just don't do anything like i shared a testimony last time someone came to haggle with me and in that moment when that call came and said you know you make it low and everything you know what i did at that moment when i got that call I didn't do anything. Now everything came to pick up the phone and call my mom and even have a chat chat with her about it. But I didn't do that because I was like, everything came to to suggest that Priya, you're losing something. Okay, like the fear of death in some way. Like, oh, you know, they might haggle with you and everything. And I was like, uh, I just didn't do anything. I, in fact, I was at a shop, so I went and shopped more. And uh, and then I addressed it on Monday. I called up and I called up the same guy who told me that you know they might have to haggle. and trust me guys it was like the conversation never happened i'm like did he not say he wants to haggle he gave me the name of the company i'm supposed to make my invoice and everything and there was no haggling nothing and uh, i was like what just happened is because i didn't allow it to i didn't wrestle i didn't go behind it I, and how would i have gone when i picked up the phone and done something so thoughts come but are you impulsive enough to run after those thoughts that's how it means you become a slave to what you're obey, obeying how are you obeying by the thoughts So now, when the thoughts come, why can't you just take your identity and rest? 
it's yes and amen you find rest and you start doing it in small things you'll realize now you know things happen in people's lives and all i never compare my life to others be it even other christians and all because you i can say uh, i told you someone can have a head knowledge of things and everything right but it's it, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil the fruit is still there the, the the fruit of good is also death the fruit of evil is also death if you have a very carnal understanding it is going to lead to death okay but everything for his son is inside out it's through the spirit of understanding okay that's why paul says may the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know but it says by the spirit of wisdom and understanding may you have the the wisdom and the revelation may god give it to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation is the spirit of wisdom and revelation you understand it so everything for a son is like a rem it's like a rem it's not just words it's not words trust me it's a rem and then you're just saying come and then it's enough like i'm not kidding but i've had in my life where i just said uh, it's jesus he's the one and i'm not kidding they've just come into the kingdom how come i didn't do anything i didn't even share the gospel i just said do you know who's the one it's jesus and they've come why is because it's a rem the words are spirit and they are life that's like jesus saying the one at the well i am he the messiah the one who is to come i am he what gets it goes how come you know i told you it's a rem for a son is you don't need much words you your job is to only know that you're one with him the truth is that you are one with him what doesn't agree is your mind your mind is enmity constantly wants to disagree okay and your job literally is just to know don't wrestle with it you don't need to get there you're already there all you need to do is can you rest in my oneness with you that it is the wine that is flowing out into the branch that even you don't need to do anything even as you just rest and don't keep disagreeing in your head that you know that it's my job to do everything is the father that's doing everything it's my father who's working all the desires out it's my father who's going to figure this he's going ahead and doing everything it's a life of rest for a son the rest of not doing anything okay it says in ephesians okay look at this so it says that we fight against principalities powers all of these things in heavenly places but then it also says in ephesians that all of these things principalities and powers have been put under your feet and then it says i have disarmed the principalities and powers okay i think it's in colossians i'm not too sure but i've disarmed having removed the requirement of the law that was against you the handwriting that is the law so what how are they armed is by telling you that oh you need to do something to get something you need to all of these things here it's just me they're just voices thoughts okay and your rest in the whole new testament i've seen they are not doing anything guys not doing anything the wrestle is in the mind and that's why your job is everything comes here and you just rest and say you know what my life is completely figured out it's all done you take the promises of god whichever they are the covenants that are like for example for your family okay in psalm 91 it says that you and your household you and your household are in so that is your promise now it's yes and amen because i'm in christ so oh my family also then because i'm in christ oh my family also comes acha oh awesome and it's yes and amen So now all the thoughts that come to worry and do something and all ignore them. I remember once I had to go for a prayer meeting and my mom's BP. This was before she had come into the kingdom. Shot up to like hundred and something and above. And um, you know that time she wasn't in the Lord. 
and she uh, called me and stuff. And so now I knew all those voices came to run after it. Okay, and now I see, that's why I said, like a lot of times people think I'm being, um, I don't want to be worldly and I don't want to be like this. Okay, because I know what victimization does. It'll just, it'll just do everything I don't want it to do for you. Okay, so in that moment I went, I still went for my meeting and I said, uh, uh, nothing will happen to you mom, relax, it'll come down. And I went ahead. Now it looked like a daughter who does not care for her mother. Okay. But I know who I am. And in my very going and attending for that meeting, do you know that she is in protective covering? It's because I'm walking in, in my true identity. This is all false. When I pick up the phone, oh, how are you? What happened? You're sick. What happened? It's all rubbish. It'll just make them more sick. Okay. And I came back. Everything had come down. In fact, it was like 84 or something. Okay. Trust me, it's because I didn't worry about it. So sometimes like some of you are fall sick and typical church culture, oh, pick up, worry and concern. How are you? You look sick. You look, I'll never say that. You look sick. It's a terrible thing to say to somebody. You look tired. You think Jesus is telling someone you look tired? That's terrible. They're not life at all. Okay. That's called victimization. We are not here for victimization. My job is to remind you you're a son. You've forgotten you're a son. That's why you're falling sick. You've indulged in the thoughts at some rate. And then by your thoughts, you started following your thoughts. You started doing things. That's why the devil knows what you're believing. He doesn't know up until you do something. Okay. That's why ignore, ignore and give it back. And trust me, you'll stop getting those thoughts also. It's because now he knows you're a son. Like Jesus tempted Jesus here in the thoughts. But after some time he left. Because he knows this guy knows he's a son man. Okay. And now Jesus is telling everybody, shut up. You will not say that I'm a son. Okay. So everything comes in thoughts. That's why I always say, take it down, rest. Don't be impulsive to react on everything that comes. Now, how someone asked me that day after the meeting, how do I know which are my thoughts, God's thoughts? What does it say in the word? My thoughts for you are to give you a hope and a future. My thoughts, what it says, if there's anything pure, if there's anything that is tested by the word, proved by the word, these are my thoughts. So if it is not, they're not my thoughts. Okay? So I don't indulge in that. Start becoming one with who you are. The only reason a son is going through a trial is because in that area, he does not know he's a son. Jesus didn't go through any trials. He went through the temptation at the wilderness. That's it. What he did? Nothing. He didn't do anything. He just rested and he gave back in words. And then after that, he is going. Now to somebody, when sickness comes to a son, it is not trial to him. To his identity, I am resurrection and life. Goes, the resurrection life happens. Blind guy comes, it's not trial to a son. And the light of the world, he changes it. The storm has come, sleeping in the storm. It's not trial to him, it's trial to the disciples. Because they have not learned to sleep in the boat. They doubt. You understand what I'm saying? Okay, the reason why you go through a trial is because you don't know you're a son. So any situation that comes in front of me, like a problem, I just know, okay, this has come, it's already overcome. I just look for my identity in this. And what is it that I'm going to hold on to in this? And I'm going to die with it. Meaning go to the cross with it. And that's it. And once you do it, trust me, you don't have to go through circles again and again and again. You'll stop going through all these circles. Okay. Uh, I'll go down to, 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 I've already covered a lot of this. Okay. I'm quickly going to uh, take this. Okay. A son doesn't need to look for confirmations, confirming your identity, who's in Christ. Okay. Like I said, prophetic gifts are good. Okay. But uh, I don't, the reason I don't want to encourage prophecy in beloved or the gifts is, uh, you come to a place where you don't need it. Okay? All the prophetic gifts. It says the spirit of prophecy is what? To edify. To build you up. 
okay so it's good that it's there it's encouraging and you have a word that you want to tell somebody and you go ahead like prophecy is identity and it establishes identity so you feel like something pick up the phone encourage somebody because it builds that person up that's what prophecy is okay not someone pointing out your sins that's not in the new covenant because your sins have been washed by the blood of jesus okay anymore so if you see any spirit that's calling out your all your bad things and all that's not god's voice it's already taken care of by the blood of christ okay but now look at this now in acts there was this slave girl possessed with the spirit and she went behind paul and saying oh these are the servants of the most high god they are proclaiming to you the way of salvation now she is a person who's exactly saying what is true absolutely true but paul looks and says this is causing him distraction and then he pulls commands the spirit to get up as a son he doesn't need anyone confirming who he is and what he is doing that's what i mean okay everything for a son guys is inside out everything for a son is inside out okay before your mind can start processing the the mind the minute adam fell okay this got affected everything by sense right and it is an enmity it has an issue with being one and you that's why it says renew your mind so that you are conformed to the image of the son conforming 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 okay another word for conforming uh, uh it means transfiguration what happened at the mount so the more you're renewing your mind and renewing your mind is nothing but just agree with what he says you are so guess what it says i am the door you are the door so who allowed sickness to come in my life before me only i didn't know i didn't know any better and then i started agreeing with my father or who he says i am and then i agreed with it just because he says so boom now you walk in resurrection life okay everything is flowing from the from the wine trust me okay a son doesn't need a sign christ in you it says signs and wonders will follow us okay we're not looking jesus was not looking for any sign to tell him that he's a son he just rests in who he is now like i said but wait but if you're talking to god he might show you something but you're not looking for it okay because you're not going to get deceived by it so he might show you something and then you just know that he spoke to you okay but like i said but the more you start resting in your oneness with him tomorrow you won't even need it okay uh let's go ahead uh a son gets dreams and visions but lives from identity okay i love dreams i love visions okay for uh, john had an amazing like the whole revelation is a whole vision that is given to uh, john uh, a lot of visions like i put scriptures there that uh, talks about in the night by vision most of the times when god spoke to paul it was through a vision okay and a vision when i've seen uh, if you see god's voice also in them it's very direct whatever god there was no room for interpretation in it it was very direct even if god gave uh, john a vision uh, you know the mystery of the seven stars and the right hand and the seven golden lampstands and god said what it was in the vision itself jesus told him yeah these are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands uh, which are the seven churches okay so visions are very direct where god really just tells you everything he told paul go here go there what not to do dreams are more where it's more interpretive like you have to interpret certain things okay but like i said if you get dreams which are just too much chaos and there's nothing happening i just sift them okay sometimes in ecclesiastic it says from the person who is very anxious a dream comes when there are many cares and i realize sometimes that i'm very anxious my anxiety flows in my dreams so now you can think it's god telling you and actually it's just your anxiety just showing up in your dreams okay but because you're a son also god filters that out okay so i have it like in certain colors sometimes they're muted and i know that okay this is he'll still tell you that okay this is not me okay he still has a way of communicating because you become a son of god 
but i don't let my, i i have made some serious blunders because i went just by dreams when they were all my anxiety just showing up okay and i and i would have not missed it had i just gone with my heart because my heart was true suddenly sort of i didn't like i should have just gone with that but i thought god was telling me something through my dreams you know and why did that happen is because see basically my heart wanted something and god is telling me something else can you see this happening is because i don't see myself as one and i should have just trusted no but the truth is i'm one so if you really see yourself as one then you know if it's in your heart and if you like it is because god has put it okay it works inside out if you like white it's because god likes white now za might like pink but god has not cloned everybody he's working with your desires he's given a different desire for somebody else so i will like white someone else like pink but yeah jesus likes pink you know but here with me jesus likes white okay so he's living out his life through you okay let's go quickly down to the holy spirit will never tell you to do something that's against his word all must be seen through the finished work of christ yeah how this is very important the old testament or the old covenant is filled with do's and don'ts so a dream can come up and sometimes a person can have a vision but if they are not established in the finished work of christ if they don't know that their sins are forgiven that they are righteous by faith not by what they do they can interpret what they are seeing through their own understanding and then they can actually be legalistic also and bring so i remember going to a church service where the word came you are holy but because this person didn't know that they're holy by grace the whole sermon on new year's eve was god wants you to be holy and get holy and it went into a condemning line of like repent and all of that and i was like this person heard you are holy now the word was if a new covenant person understands you're holy god it's impartated like be blessed as i am blessed it's impartated so when god is saying be holy as i am holy it's impartated i've called you holy and blameless that's what it says he's made you holy and blameless by what he's done so if that person doesn't have an understanding of finished work the whole everything can go collapse okay and it became a condemning message as opposed to being something that is building building you up okay uh so it has to be every dream also that's why it has to be seen through the through the finished work so a lot of times people think new covenant means gospels no no in the gospels jesus was fulfilling the law so a lot of things he's saying is to the pharisees he's actually even fulfilling the law so he says if you're oh if you think sleeping around is adultery if you look at somebody even with the eyes that's adultery so then people don't even oh now there's a new law i should not look at no he's not trying to say that he was trying to make them realize that they need a savior that they can't fulfill the law in their own strength so so that's why he chose paul someone who didn't hang out with him okay to give the covenant the the gospel of grace like completely the finished work justification by faith he chose paul so i i always tell you read chapters from acts onwards acts to jude everything that's where the new covenant is that's where christ in me the mystery okay that is all christ in me that's what given to paul that's the new covenant okay and you you i read the old testament but i have to see it through the eyes of the new covenant the finished work okay uh so let's go down to 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 uh yeah i told you the uh, you know i ended it off with ephesians okay ephesians 4 take a look have a look at it again i told you that the fivefold ministry is there to only build you up so you come to a spiritually matured man a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of christ that's what sonship is so that we are no longer like immature ones tossed to to and fro okay um so like i said someone can come with a prophetic gift and now everyone starts running and you don't need to do that because you're a son okay no one should tell you something that you don't already know okay don't even take it is because the father loves you and you're one with him 
you will hear him first and then someone else telling you yeah that's fine but you will know it first in your heart okay uh so i'm going to end with this okay um on the last page which i said uh, i told you in hebrews god tells you that the the language that we speak in the new covenant is son okay jesus always said i only speak what i hear my father speak i only do what i see my father do and it was almost like one action and i told you it's like a rhythm okay that means it's like music music you you hear music you sing music and you dance music all at the same time it's one action okay you can't separate it and that's what it means to be a son that everything that you're hearing everything that you're speaking everything that you're doing is all sung okay and i uh, you know like there are times when i've like said some terrible things and maybe even abused and something and i know that's that's the flesh and that's not me okay but i told you i don't let it set give me an identity i still i don't let the flesh tell me who i am i can discern it that oh that's not that was just like yeah i just went off there but you start resting in the fact that you know what i'm absolutely one it's his life in me he's doing it he's leading it out he's enjoying doing all those things and it's a yes and amen okay so everything about god is inside out and you rest in that identity everything the devil does is through the carnal realm to sense realms everything that you're seeing he tries to work through that and so our resistance is not to go engage in that through the thoughts the minute you learn this you control the helmet of salvation trust me your life is so stable you'll realize it is because you start holding on to your identity you do it in one area don't do it in the area that you want to overcome very badly do it in some other area that's very simple for you maybe in work because when you do it it's the same principle so you can use it somewhere else jesus is the same yesterday today and forever when he works in one way you get it in the other also okay so do that is because you'll see that oh my god like how come every, how come all these thoughts disappear after i started taking my identity because everything was coming to tell you you're like this you're like this right you're like this and then you're like you know what once in for all deciding today i'm going to believe my father that's it i'm one i'm not going to let anything mess with that okay i don't care what i've done also i am one i i dusted off i am absolutely one and now uh, you start you're just sucking there and then everything just disappears okay so as a son rest means don't be impulsive to do certain things okay hold on when anything comes just rest in that moment and know that you know what i'm a son let me rethink this like yeah okay yeah i'm not i'm not going to be impulsive about this i just rest i wait i don't do anything okay even when my mom's report came for cancer once it cancer or malignant and do it again in that moment everything is in the prayer request i'll do this do this i had to rest and then god told me i heard it so clearly who told you that something to fight who told you that something to fix who told you that something to pray about you're in covenant psalm 91 i'm in christ so is she with me because she's my family okay and then we do the same test it comes negative so i i told you these are through just uh, i'll end with this okay a lot of times people tell me the problem might be here now it can be now the problem was with my mother right but how did i fix it i fixed it through my identity anything that appears in your life it might be in someone it might be in your work it might be in someone else's work it might be anywhere external but trust me the solution has to do with you so we tend to think i need to pray for them but do you know that i did not pray for my mother 
I actually went and it was in my identity. And so, because why? Because I found the promise with my identity. I found that I'm a son. My mother is connected to me. In Psalm 91, it says, me and my household. It had to do with me. And even as I rested, this got affected. Everything has to do with you. The solution is with you. You are the savior. You are the son. So still the problem looks here. But it has to do with you. And you can find the solution in your identity as a son. And this will get affected. So always everything you might think, like I told you, there was this girl who came to me and she had some uh, things like uh, financial issues for a long time. And uh, everything had to do with her identity. And the minute she started seeing herself as righteous, everything just got fixed. That didn't happen for eight years. Just in an instant got fixed. Okay. Everything has to do, even it can be with, suppose now there's a show happening and I am in it. Do you know that everything, uh, the show can get fixed just by me in my identity? That if it's going to bless me in some way that no, I choose this, it's so possible. And it gets, it, it gets affected here. Everything has to do with you guys. So you all come to me and you tell me about other people's problems. This one is not changing. That one is not changing. Eh, it all has to do with you. Find the promise about you. Okay. And the Bible is filled with all those promises. And now they are yes. And even as you rest in that, that yeah, this is yes and amen. You start seeing that this gets affected. Okay. So everything is for us, it's vertical and the horizontal gets fixed, whatever it is. That's why Jesus, all the problems were there, but he resolved it through his identity. So to the dead man, he never said, oh, dead. Oh, he's dead. He said, I am resurrection and life. The solution was with him, in him. Okay. To the blind man, I am the light of the world. To the lack of the situation and no money and no nothing in the wilderness. He said, I am the provider. As in everything is going to come out of me. The blessing is in me. And in wilderness, he became, he, he gave, uh, you know, he multiplied bread. They didn't have to go somewhere else to get the bread. He is the bread of life. He is the bread and he's a provider also. So all the solution for the external is with the sun, is in the sun. That's why I said even coronavirus, uh, you know, whatever, you kill it. You kill it. It's in the mouth of the sun. And all of this is Babylon is going crazy. She's falling, uh, you know, I don't want to speak about that in this meeting, but uh, it's like collapsing is because of the increase of the suns. It's gone out of, chaos okay out of order but uh we are the ones who do everything okay it's in the sun and i want you today even as you go see yourself in christ because that is the truth even if you don't believe it you'll meet jesus one day and he'll say don't you know you were always in me but you never believed it your head never accepted this amazing truth okay and i just want you to start becoming one everything that i do is in christ the minute you see yourself doing in Christ, trust me, you're not walking in the flesh. Okay? It's all spirit. You'll realize certain things also disappear, what you wrestled with before. Suddenly, you're not even doing them. It's not like, because you started becoming one here first. Okay? Uh, so, uh, let's pray before we go. Uh, I hope you guys understood what I, uh, uh, you did, because it's from the spirit of understanding. Okay? Uh, don't try and wrestle it in your head. If uh, certain things just went, it'll just come to you, because it's supposed to be inside out. Okay, so one day you just get up and everything what I said will make sense to you. Okay, it's because it comes from the spirit of understanding. Don't, uh, uh, I don't try to uh, understand a lot of things sometimes. I'll just hear, I'll just hear the word, I'll just read it. And then suddenly it just becomes like a bulb moment and I just know. Okay, it's because it's the spirit of understanding who's supposed to enlighten you. Not the knowledge of the, the street, the reasoning. 
Okay. I'm just going to close in prayer. I want I want us to give a spiritual tithe. A spiritual tithe is you know how you tithe in um, in the normal, but a spiritual tithe is of all the revelation that you've received right now. You're going to take it and you're going to give it to the Lord and just start praying in tongues. Okay, and you're going to worship Him with it. Father, we just bring together right now a spiritual tithe. Jesus, you are a high priest, and we just give it to you and we worship you. I thank you for this revelation that you've given to each one of us and that you would multiply it, Father, into our hearts, Father. So we just bring it to you and we thank you and we worship you right now. Just start praying in tongues. Amen. Um, any questions that you want to put? You can message me right now. Uh, you can do it on this chat because I can see. So I can address them. <laughs>